The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Ready to learn to be a mass marketing mastermind? Take some notes from the godfathers of mass distribution. You're about to get schooled on how to be inboxed. You've got, you've got, you've got, you've got mail. Our hosts will show you how to deliver on email marketing strategies without going postal. Welcome the hosts of Inboxed, the click father of email, Kevin DiVincenzi, and the original Fab Fondy, Fab Fondy J, John Fondy. All right, hey, and welcome uh, to, of course, the illustrious studios here at XY7.com in Las Vegas. I am the big Fabu, John Fondy, and welcome you guys to another fabulous show here today. We got it all going on. We got chat. We've got instant message. I've got in incoming emails. The phone is ringing right now. This is great excitement here, and of course, we'd like to welcome you to uh, yet again another edition of Inboxed. Of course, where would you send it? And if you want to chat with us, you can go to inboxedradio.com. That's I-N-B-O-X-E-D radio.com. And we've got a chat room you can sign up for, and you can, get, uh, you can get some chats to us. And, of course, our master mechanic, Anthony, is going to be taking and screening some of those chats. You can also go to uh, Webmaster Radio's chat room. That's uh, webmasterradio.fm, and you can get in their chat room, and then Nebraska uh, will feed those to us on our super private, super secret IM uh, back office messaging system that we have here. But we've got a great show. We've got great guests for you. And, of course, everybody's kind of back in the studio and a little bit out of the studio. But today we're going to be uh, talking about hot offers with the Click Father, as well as we're going to be discussing his recent trip to the South Pacific. And of course, we'll talk a little bit about AOL and the recent buzz about their Hunter accounts as well. And in addition, we'll be also speaking with the doctor, making a house call all the way from AdTech in Tokyo, Japan. He says he loves it there, and he says that he doesn't want to come back, and we may just take him up on that as well, too. Also, <laughs> Bennett Kelly will be joining us. He's going to talk about the recent development from the Gordon versus Virtumundo case, as well as the real behind-the-scenes skinny about talk show host Oprah Winfrey, and I hate to use the two of those words in the same sentence, and television uh, <laughs> expert Dr. Mehmet Oz, who's a frequent guest on Winfrey's show. We're going to talk about these lawsuits that were filed with more than 50 businesses a few weeks ago, and they're, they're saying or they claim that they falsely uh, claim that the pair endorsed a bunch of products. So this is really kind of close and true to our hearts, particularly with all the different things that are basically going on out there. And of course, Inboxed is a show where we, uh, we do try to school you. We try to give pertinent information to you so that um, so that you can make sure that your business and, uh, and your shop is as clean as it can possibly be, as well as uh, bringing on great guests in the show, the guys that are down in the trances, work in real time, so we can kind of take uh, not only the newcomers to the business, um, people that are moderate about the business and make them better, but also we can even uh, bring these experts in to talk about things that they are using. So later on uh, in our second segment, we'll bring on Justin Milgram, and he's from Griffith Park Media. He's a returning guest, and he's going to be talking about A-B testing and why it's a vital tool to use when trying to determine the best campaigns and how to certainly optimize that content. So I think that's, uh, that's, that's kind of a groovy thing that we're doing here. But right now, I want to go to, uh, to uh, a guy that is going to basically give you an offer that you can't refuse. And of course, I'm talking about the click father, Kevin DiVincenzi. Welcome back, Kev. Thanks, John. Great to be back. Yeah, you sound great. Yeah, you look and sound real rested as well. And uh, also, I, I want to give a shout-out to the cat that is in the Asian operating room right now. And, of course, we're talking the doctor of delivery, and that's Adam Young. Adam, how are you doing, my brother? I'm doing great, John. How are you? Oh, doing, we're doing wonderful. I can't believe this. Every single show now, you have called in. You're like, where's Waldo on the map? You know, you've been in Detroit. You've been in Utah. You've been uh, all over the map. Now, you, now, is it true you're talking to us from Tokyo, Japan? Yeah, that's right, John. I'm sitting in uh, my executive corner suite at the peninsula in Tokyo, overlooking Ginza Street. It's, uh, I don't know, it's like 6 in the morning, but uh, I got up for the show. Well, the Peninsula is probably one of the most prestigious hotels that's in Tokyo. Um, you must be uh, enjoying life. 
I am. I am. You should see the look on their face when I rolled in with a backpack and pajamas, though, John. It was pretty funny. Well, isn't that what they wear anyway, is pajamas and a pajama top all the time? <laughs> Not at the peninsula. <laughs> oh. Anyway, um, hey, um, speaking of traveling, um, it was so great, uh, uh, the, the Click Father, to have you on the show uh, last week. You were out in the middle of the ocean, of all things, and you sent those pictures back. That must have been a trippy thing for you. What were you doing out there? It was. I was actually on my honeymoon. Um, three weeks in Tahiti, I went to three different locations, including a cruise ship that uh, went island hopping. And the, the amazing thing was anywhere, it didn't matter where you were in the middle of the ocean, um, you had three or four Wi-Fi networks you could choose from. So it was absolutely nuts to, you know, to be there where you couldn't see land you know, in any direction and be able to have a Wi-Fi connection. And uh, even on the excursion where we docked, you know, off from a moat to a little private island and then take a small boat down, they take a laptop with me just to see if I get Wi-Fi there. And I did almost every time. Um, so uh, kind of fun to be on a deserted island pretty much with a couple of other people and uh, being on Wi-Fi. Right. Now, something's going on in the background here, a little housekeeping mechanism. Somebody's either moving some papers around, or they're typing on a keyboard and all that, which is, which yeah, is yeah, fine. Just get your microphone away from it, okay? <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, so, you, so you, it's official. You, you are now married, and, and that's, that's, it must be a great feeling to, to come back from a great vacation and jump on a, a great show like this as well. Oh, absolutely. It was great. Uh, nice and rested and uh, get, getting back into the groove of things. Everybody getting ready for AdTech New York, obviously. And, uh, Adam's got the yeah, pleasure. That's going to be great. We've got some, some absolutely phenomenal things we started to, discussing about. And, of course, you know, that's kind of like our coming out party uh, of what's going to come up in the next year. And I think, uh, I think we really got some great stuff that's planned. And we, I don't want to give it away, but we'll start piecing it together. But this is, this is one year you don't want to miss seeing it. XY7.com and rapid response um, at AdTech. But uh, hey, I want to go ahead uh, now and uh, and just t- take a minute and talk to talk to the doctor. Okay, Doc, is there a particular reason why you are in the Orient now, or, or give us a little idea of what you're going to be doing here over the next few few weeks as well? Well, John, uh, I just got off of the summit of Mount Fuji yesterday. I summited uh, at about 6 in the morning and watched the sunrise at the roof of Japan, which was amazing. I'll send a picture in for our inbox to viewers. Above the clouds, the weather was beautiful, and I came down and decided that I had uh, had enough of uh, the the outlands of, of Tokyo. I went through uh, um, you know some of the rural parts and then stopped in Kyoto and and Hiroshima checked out uh, where we dropped the atomic bomb. It was uh, it was pretty intense. I I almost cried. And then um, I came back to, to- Tokyo for ad tech. I'm actually going to do some research into some uh, international email markets for our listeners, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring some great information back for next week's show. And I'm real excited to to go to a foreign ad tech. They're always great. Um, they're they're usually a few years behind the United States, but that means it's a, it's a really great market to look into because it's not that they're any less smart. It's just they haven't been doing it as long as we have, so they're they're in the growing stages, and it, it leaves a real opportunity for United States mailers to come in and uh, really dominate in a foreign market. Well, speaking of uh, dominating in a foreign market, while you're over there, do they do they uh, do they know what your background is, and can they respect what what is taking place? Um, you know, uh, you kind of coming in as maybe maybe as the teacher this time. Maybe I don't have a lot of contacts out here in Tokyo, so when I go to AdTech, uh, it, it's sort of going to be shooting from the hip, and I'm really going to spend a lot of time on the the exhibition floor networking with some of the the foreign uh, ad networks and some of the the foreign delivery providers. But I feel after a few conversations, maybe maybe I can can really solidify some relationships, and um, I should be able to hopefully. Uh, you know, get some good information for all of our listeners so they can uh, break into the foreign markets as well. Well, this this is really great. Uh, 
it, uh, it shows that Inbox is just not a uh, typical show that we actually send correspondence all over the world uh, to because we are in a global situation now and uh, here on the Inbox show and there's no reason why this has to be uh, contained to the United States and so that's great that that Kevin, you're uh, that you're out there taking care of business in the South Pacific, and then Adam, of course, you're uh, you're in the Orient, uh, going quite a few different places as well, too. So I appreciate that, guys. Appreciate the correspondence and also gathering that international information. Speaking about an international guy, not only is he international uh, from the standpoint that he does travel and gets around, but he also provides a great service. Uh, we're going to bring on to the phone now our first uh, in-studio guest. And I'm talking about Bennett Kelly, and uh, Bennett Kelly has been with us before. Uh, he brings to us the Internet Law Center as well as the Monday Memo. And we've got a couple of things to talk about. You've been traveling as well, Bennett. Uh, so nice to have you on the show. How are you doing? All right, John. Thanks for having me. Well, we're really glad you always got some great insight. And, uh, and you know, having, having known you for a while now, I, I love the way that you get down to business, but you also, uh, you know, have got a sense of humor about things. And I think that's... That's really what kind of keeps us all nice and sane. So you must be broadcasting, uh, you know, from the 17th floor of that glass office building overlooking the uh, Santa Monica Bay now. It's actually the ninth floor, but yes, it's, it's quite a view. I'm moving on up. <laughs> but, uh, hey, listen, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't see George Jefferson today. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> that's probably the one thing that... Uh, it might be a little bit different about the fact that uh, Wheezy is in around as well, too. But anyway, hey, listen, let's let's talk a little bit about what the buzz is going on now. Uh, being you know in the industry as you are, let's talk a little bit about this Gordon versus Virgin Mundo uh, situation. Uh, wh- why did it happen, and, and how long has it has it been going on? And and the reality of it is, is it something that could have been avoided? Oh, and entirely. This case has been going on for years. In fact, you know some of the, the leading decisions in um, the space. Um, come from the lower court decisions back in in two thousand and seven, and um, and so, but there's two there's two interesting sides to the Gordon tale. There's actually the the legal side in terms of what it means for marketers, and it's a very r- huge ruling. But there's also kind of the um, the int- the human side in that um, Gordon ended up actually losing all his furniture to Virtue Mundo because of the fact that he owes over a hundred thousand dollars in legal fees. Um, to Virtue Mundo that the court awarded to them. And um, Gordon, on the human side, um, Virtue Mundo kept going back to Gordon and saying, listen, we don't want to seize your furniture. All you're going to do is drop the appeal and we'll, we'll walk away. And Gordon said no each time. So finally they showed up with a truck and they took all his furniture. And um, um, I suspect that even even that wasn't enough to pay pay for the hundred thousand dollars they owe, but it's a huge, definitely a huge win for Virtue Mundo in the industry. Well, good. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that particular that specific case and some of that. We're going to drill down on some of the finer points of what that is when we come back from the break. But uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, last time you mentioned you're revamping uh, the website and revamping uh, the Monday memo and stuff. So tell us so what's going on with that. We're going to be um, opening up a, a, a blog format, and um, we're still talking about how, what the, the brand name for the blog should be. And so we'll be doing uh, a Monday Memo-type newsletter in conjunction with the blog. So you can get regular updates from the blog, and then there'll be a regular newsletter as well. But you know, in the interval, there'll be stuff information supplied on the blogs for you to check out. So that way you can stay up to date almost daily. Uh, tell us what, kind of what the Internet Law Center does, and maybe lead, lead in a couple of things that you've uh, accomplishments that you've that you've you, that you've had here in the past few years. Sure. Um, well, as you know, I, mean, I, I actually come from the space. Yeah, I've worked in house with a number of internet marketing companies over the years, and so a lot of what we do do is um, work with um, marketers and on compliance issues, can spam, um, you know, everything from F- FTC type issues, and we've handled FTC investigations and. Um, so we we cover a lot of a lot of things in this space. In addition, I've also um, kind of developed this niche for cyber stalking. I've got a number of phone calls from people um, who are just being bothered by um, very odd people. Even in one case, it was someone being harassed by witches. And um, so um, it's 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 an unusual specialty. And um, I, I had to call Samantha and uh, see if she can wiggle her nose. And uh, luckily, it saved the day. Well, you know, of course, if that doesn't work, you can call on the rock and help you with the entire Witch Mountain. <laughs> he would be a good ally to have in this case. 
Yeah, I, I think that uh, are are we going to see um, a lot more uh, clamping down now with 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 the internet and the things with the, that are going on with the, the new uh, Obama administration, or or things going to kind of go along smoothly for a while? I think you're going to see uh, one. Well, there's definitely going to be more heat. I think there'll be more focus. People will be looking at it in more under more scrutiny, and you'll see a lot more heat on um, one area is privacy and data security. And another area people are spending a lot of time on are, are what is called negative options, where a consumer is signed up for something if, if they don't do something, not if they affirmatively ask for it. And the FTC and a number of states just cracked down on a bunch of companies. I'm going to put you on hold for just a second. We're going to come back and talk a little bit more about the Great. negative programs and also talking, uh, we'll finish up that conversation about Gordon versus Virtue Mundo. Talk a little bit more about specifically the people that are involved, Oprah and Dr. Oz. So we're going to take a, a little bit of a break here, and then when we come back, we'll be covering those. So you are listening to the Inbox Radio Show. If you are listening now and want to go to the site, you can catch us on Inboxed Radio. That's Inboxed Radio. That's I-N-B-O-X-E-D Radio.com. And we've got a chat room that's up and uh, we'll go ahead and take your questions if you have some questions that you'd like us to cover you can actually type those in Anthony will be reviewing them and then passing them on for approval on us as well as if you happen to be at the webmasterradio.fm chat site uh, Brasco will take those uh, questions and get those to us so we'll be right back in just a couple of minutes and we'll be more on the inbox show we'll be back with Ben Kelly when the inbox radio show returns right after these few short messages we'll be right back time to flood some more inboxes inbox We'll return after this. It's in the market. Are you an affiliate? If yes, you'll pay me. No if as a maybe. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up is a flash. Quickly convert the click into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Cause this is what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. Even comes with state of the art tracking. Ready to start? You can do it a couple ways. 866-XY7-PAYS. It's toll free. Tell me what you waiting on. So log on to XY7.com. Hey affiliates, do you find it a challenge monetizing traffic from the UK, France, or India? You need offers that will appeal to all of your visitors, no matter where they come from. AdsMarket.com has met this challenge and has turned it into a science. AdsMarket.com gets results for publishers and advertisers with a winning formula. The combination of offers, worldwide traffic, and AdsMarket's up-close and personal media management is exactly the boost needed to monetize international audiences. AdsMarket.com. The science of performance. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to PRWebOffer.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online release news and content distribution service. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're back with the godfathers of mass distribution on Inbox, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hey, all right. Well, welcome back to the Inbox Radio Show. This is the big fabu, John Fondy. Hey, having a great show if you just joined us. Uh, take time to uh, go to Inboxed Radio. That's inboxedradio.com. Coming up a little bit later on the show, we'll have Justin Milgram and. Uh uh, we'll be talking to him a little about A-B testing, but right now, uh, kind of kicking back from, uh, from all the way from uh, AdTech in Tokyo, we've got the doctor, Dr. Uh, Delivery, Adam Young. Doc, you still hanging in there with us? 
Yes, I am, John. It's early, but I love being here. We're going to bring you guys on and talk a little bit about this as well, and I know the Clinton Fathers uh, sitting there in the background as well, too. But right now we have on the line uh, Bennett Kelly of uh, the Internet Law Center. And before we went to the break, we talked a little bit about the Gordon versus Virtumundo uh, uh, situation. And I guess the question I have to ask you is, is um, in directing this lawsuit, particularly from Oprah and Dr. Oz, um, what, what is their intent? Uh, what are they attempting to do, and, and then what kind of, kind of violations? Because it almost seems seems like this was a situation of where everybody was just stealing the quotes and the information and using it themselves. So it just kind of started a kind of a media free-for-all out there um, in, the, in, the, in the Internet mark, in the Internet field. What's your thought on that, Bennett? Uh, on the Gordon case? Yes. Yes. Well, uh, it, um, yes. The, um, in terms of Gordon, what the, what's interesting about it was that there, there were two main avenues that the, uh, you know, the, the anti-spam zealots have, have been able to attack. And that is one to um, rede- redefine themselves as an ISP and try to sue under canned spam since that's one of the areas um, that, that where litigation is allowed. And the other thing is to try to, um, try to expand the interpretation of state laws that fit within the loophole um, for preemption. You know, there are certain um, state laws that are allowed to continue despite canned spam. And in here, the Ninth Circuit was really emphatic in shutting down um, both loopholes. Um, first, they, um, in terms of the IS, the faux ISPs, um, they, they they shut that down. They said that um, in quite emphatically that can spam was not um, intended to protect individual. The can spam was not intended to support quote a litigation mill for entrepreneurs like Gordon. And it went out of its way to really spank Gordon and slap some of the others in the space by saying that you know, Gordon, um, like, like like others, um, too often tries the law that he tries to enforce is not the law that's written, but the law that he that he thinks should be existing. And um, so it was definitely went out of its way to spank him there. And then it also um, narrowed the scope of the preemption exception, so that making it clear that Congress you know, struck a balance and it decided yeah. that. One, that the scope of the preemption um, exception should be narrow and that Congress and it should not permit um, states to interfere with their goal to create a uniform national standard. So to the extent that a state imposed a requirement that was greater than can spam, it would not be allowed. And so, for example, in Gordon, you had um, Gordon trying to argue that Virtue Mundo's use of an email domain other than virtuemundo.com was deceptive. And sure. you know, the legislative history is clear that Congress didn't uh, intend to allow states to set labeling requirements, and so the court slapped that down. So it was a major victory, and I think it sent a clear signal um, to lower courts that you know, we're not going to, this isn't meant to be open season for those who want to sue legitimate marketers. You know, CanSpan was right. meant to create a very narrow scope of what was allowed. And just so you know, um, in terms of the the geographic scope, the Ninth Circuit basically covers everything west of Wyoming, except um, excuse me, everything um, west of Wyoming except Utah. So that's a pretty big chunk of the country. All right, good good answer. We appreciate that as well. We'll let the boys uh, uh, chime in on that in a second. Okay, let's let's move to uh, the Oprah Winfrey, uh, Doctor Oz situation and these lawsuits. As I indicated just before you answered the last question, um, it sounded to me like a bunch of guys were just piling on each other and uh, um, and um, um, and and really. It, what took place, just just uh, so you know, is that that um, Oprah Winfrey and, and and Dr. Oz they filed lawsuits on more than fifty businesses last week, saying that they had falsely claimed that the pair endorsed a very a variety of different beauty products and stuff like that. And Bennett, what I think I saw was 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 going on um, was basically that. Uh, People were taking and taking their products and saying that they had endorsed them because they had uh, they had just uh, sort of used this endorsement. They may have endorsed one particular product, but then they started taking this information and and the emailers were saying that they were endorsing all these products. Um, what what do you think in your mind? I know you might not know a lot about this, but what do you think in their mind that that Oprah and uh, and Oz would would be suing for? Well, it, it's really about protecting your brand. 
And uh-huh. you know, they want to be able to control their brand. And if, if someone is using their brand beyond what they allowed, then you know, they have every right to try to limit it. And, and so I think it's really the best way to perceive it. Um, you know, we, for example, we saw in the marketing space, remember all the you know, get a free iPod emails that went out a couple of years ago. Um, turns out Apple loved, loved those type of emails because you know they, it was promoting um, you know iPods at a time when um, you know, they, they were just starting to get a foothold in the market, and so it, for them they sort of helpful. Other companies that were also included in those type of emails didn't necessarily agree, and so they actually start to spank people who were using their name without their permission. So. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's what Oprah's really trying to do here is trying to just get control over you know who um who is associated with her you know and who gets to use her name well, if I can chime well, I in think also, I, I, basically that that uh it devalues her name because Oprah's got a very powerful name um when you attach it to a message so what was happening from from my interpretation was if um let's say Oprah brought the s a e product on her show and talked about s a e all of a sudden, every marketing company out there that had an acai product said, as seen on Oprah. Well, their actual product wasn't seen on Oprah. She just talked about the general product of acai, and the game would be use Oprah's endorsement until you get a cease and desist and then take it down within 24, 48 hours um, so you don't get sued. So I think that's really And actually, Kevin, one thing that might be driving this was that there were some enforcement actions brought by the FTC against uh, people, um, some of these people marketing um, these um, get how to get a government print programs and they would right. say as seen on Oprah or something like that and um, what really got these guys busted was that um, one, you know, there was somewhat deceptive in their advertising about the government grants but two, they, they had buried um, these negative options where it wasn't even disclosed but consumers were signing up for two different offers at $80, $80 a month. Right, so, so a negative option, just to be clear, uh, Bennett, is a, uh, a cross-sell, correct? But it would also be a free plus shipping, just so our, our listeners understand. When you right, negative a negative option, option is basically, really um, in general terms, is where if you don't act as a consumer, you will get this option. Um, we will send it to you, and then we will charge you regularly. You know, there are several different variations of it, but that's, that's the general um, sense of what it is. Right, so, so, so a four-stop sell, so you buy something, you, you buy a, a bag of coffee, and they're also giving you a coffee pot and, uh, you know, coffee filters every month, even though you didn't really elect for them, it's just you didn't elect not to get them, is that correct? Right, and in here, it actually okay. wasn't a you know, coffee, coffee filter, it was you get a coffee and then get, you know, um, you know three, three bags of Captain Crunch every week. I mean, it was completely unrelated right. stuff that they were marketing to them. Well, great. Uh, I want to thank that. you so much, uh, Bennett Kelly from the Internet Law Center. Uh, thank you, John. It's always a pleasure. Bennett. We'd love, thank you. love you have, have you back on the show. Let's go over now to the doctor. Um, I know that, uh, that you got the scalpel out, and I want you to dissect a little bit of your thought on this, Gordon, versus uh, Virtramundo. First and foremost, I think it's hilarious, John. I mean, Virtramundo offered Gordon a chance for redemption and just said, hey, we don't want your crappy couch. We don't want your random shit. We just want you to realize what you're doing is n- not cool. It's not what the law's there for. We're going to fight you tooth and nail to the death. So just concede. Take the loss and realize that what you're doing isn't acceptable. And, of course, uh, he let his pride get in the way. And, and now Virtumundo has a, a storage unit with with his, you know, plasma TV and and office furniture and couch and refrigerator. So I think it's hilarious, and I think it's an amazing thing for the industry. Sooner or later, other uh, serial litigators, I'm sure you can name a few, uh, are going to have similar issues, I think, from my point of view, that uh, suing spammers for cash is is a dying industry and that these lawyers are going to need to find, uh, you know, an, another blood vein to stick their teeth into. Yeah, I think that's abs- absolutely the, the truth. And, and now, because of the use of the Internet and everything that's going on, these things just don't lay around and get swept under the rug. They actually get, get a little bit of publicity. So maybe that, that might – hopefully we'll start sending some messages out to people like this. Kevin, um, you've been in and around this type of thing before. Uh, what, what's your take on this? Do you think that uh, uh, this guy, Gordon, just was a virtual idiot? Or was he really, did he, would he really think that he was going to win? Well, he thought he was going to win because they've gotten away with it for so long. You know, when Can Spam came out in 2003, John, 
um, you know, legitimate marketers, wow, we, we finally have a law, we know what we can do, there's no more gray area in regards to what can and cannot be done in regards to email marketing. We know what can be done, and as long as we follow the rules, then we can sleep at night. It's not like, oh, you're, yeah, you're the spammer, you're this, but the labels were still there. And unfortunately, um, you know, certain organizations that I won't even name were able to, to run, and they still run, vigilante organizations as far as, you know, uh, anti-spam organizations or what have you. And, uh, you know, that, that's, they were getting away with it, and everybody was thinking, as, as a business cost, well, you know what, it cost me less money to pay, you know, this person $250 for every supposed complaint they get as opposed to fighting it, even though they didn't feel it was right. Now, you know, people are, are saying, you know what, that's not the way to do it. We are going to fight it. it is a, we are running a legitimate business. Um, so cases like this are just showing people and it's, at least it's not uh, uh, letting new people say, hey, it's a free-for-all. Let me get in, too. You know, um, you know, people in the industry for years know about sites where anti-spammers would put up their confirmed kills and how many sites they killed off and this and that. And, you know, sure, there, there was some habitual real spammers that they may have targeted, but there was, so, you know, so many uh, civilians, we'll say, that they got hit in crossfire. It was, it was horrible. You know, legitimate businesses that were driven out of business because these vigilantes were shutting their websites down and blocking their uh, their connections and flooding their servers and doing different things. So I think you know um, it's a great thing. It's a great thing for the industry because finally uh, you're going to see less and less of these guys just popping up and and you know being serial plaintiffs. Well, good. Um, and and I know that that you're you're not a stranger to to this taking place as well. And and uh, one of the things that that uh, that you, you were really one of the pioneers of the industry, where you've said, "Hey, we're you know we're mad as hell, and we're not going to take this anymore." You threw the TV set out the window and decided to put your feet down. And obviously, you've got some great success in those arenas. We'll talk a little bit more about that here as the show kind of continues. Um, but uh, you know, just just finally closing in on the last thoughts of. Um, of the uh, Oprah Winfrey and the and the Dr. Oz situation, um, you know, again, we we kind of we see a lot of this stuff that that is going around, and um, you know, when you talk about uh, about what what they're trying to do, I don't think we've seen the end of this, and it's just the fact that these people were probably okay with just up to a point, but then it just it just went through the roof on that. Um, doctor, tell me about your thoughts on on people taking these recommendations and, and using them for profit or these false recommendations I should say it worked I know a, f- a few people John who have made millions of dollars um, with this type of promotion and I have a feeling that those people are probably listed in those 50 lawsuits that, that have gone out and if I was Oprah I wouldn't take it all that lightly either especially when the FTC decides to, to step in and, and sort of have their back some of the promotions were absolutely ridiculous, and if people didn't see it coming, um, they they weren't smart enough. A lot of the promotions that were used with Dr. Oz's name and, and Oprah's name were, were on false blog landing pages and, and, as of currently, even worse, fake news sites. And these sites are very deceptive. They mislead the user and, and leave out a lot of the information that's necessary uh, to, to let the user know that they do need to opt out of the 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 negative uh, the negative side of the offer, which is the rebill and and it just these these landing pages that they use got people very excited about the products. They were really great sales letters. I do have to say that that they put a lot of great time and effort into to all the fake blogs and, and news sites out there. But it didn't give the the user the information they needed to really understand what type of product they were buying. And you can put a little bit of the the blame on the user, John, because it's all in the terms and conditions of all the websites, which are clearly posted on the purchase pages. But when someone impulse buys, they're not thinking about reading 10 pages of convoluted terms. They're thinking, I need these diet pills. I need to get skinny. I need to get laid. Well, keep wishing on on all of those effects there, if you will. Uh, Hey, from the news desk here, um, this just in uh, from some research from eConsultancy that it shows that marketing budgets are starting to go up, which is really great. I think people are understanding that uh, that in order to 
to maybe you're not going to necessarily grow your company, but if you just go after gaining market share, then obviously you're going to uh, you're going to see your company rush to the black. And then, so anyway, these budgets are up, and email marketing is the number one area where many many uh, companies, either online or brick and mortar, are starting to to, to spend money. In fact, fifty three percent of the marketing budgets for U.S. companies just actually increased in the past year. And you look at this with, uh, with the slow economic conditions that are going on, either one of two things are taking place. People are realizing that the way that they used to market before isn't going to be different. And those companies that would just, um, that would just sort of slam dunk their products realize that in order to get market share, they have to be, they have to be competitive. And so they're basically uh, using these budgets to fund the high, the high yields of online uh, campaigns with email marketing. And there's really literally over 75% of the organizations that are now using it, which is a huge increase from what we've seen even over the past year when everything was, was going great. Now, according uh, to the research that they did, paid search has become less popular with online marketing. In fact, it went down by about 12% compared to last year because uh, obviously the ROI is, uh, is, is, is different. And then you just think about the fact of, of how many times, how many people are in front of their computers all the time. You know, we're just not going to the radio or, or TV as, as, much, um, as much as it says on there. So this is why we're starting to see this. And that's why this particular show, um, this particular show that we're doing here is so good because we can give people this information. And that's the one thing that our sponsors, XY7.com, does is they actually put out uh, the ways that people come become more effective with their email marketing. And in fact, I'll give you some stats here right now. Um, basically, there are about 29% of Europe is basically taking this approach to it, about 32% in the UK, and then a big jump to about 50% of the companies are uh, actually all moving into the social media marketing uh, arena as well because that's become an extremely hot topic of it as well. Anyway, when we come back after our next break, we're going to be talking with Justin Milgram, and Justin is a repeat guest on our show here. So um, talk to him uh, a little bit about some of the practice that he's going to be in, talking about A-B testing. And then, of course, we'll get input from the click father as well as from the doctor as well, too. So, hey, we want you to kind of fasten those seatbelts because we got one more segment to go. We're going to kind of heat it up a little bit here. So, Brasco, if you'll just back me on my play here, just take us out to the break. We'll be right back with more Inboxed Radio right after these short messages. We'll be right back. Time to flood some more inboxes. Inboxed will return after this. Do you consider yourself a super affiliate? Then listen up. One of the most trusted names in affiliate marketing since 2003, XY7.com, has now launched XY7Elite.com, a private invitation-only affiliate program run by super affiliates for super affiliates. Enjoy private tested offers, weekly deposits right to your bank account or XY7 debit card, XY7 VIP concierge service, limousine transportation to and from major industry events, and the status of being one of the elite publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you've got what it takes to be elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000. 702-216-4000. Here's your bill. Thank you so much, guys. Hey, it's all right. I'll take care of the tab, Jason. Well, thanks, Dave. How are you doing so well these days? It seems everyone's in a pinch for cash. RevenueWire.com, that's how. RevenueWire? Yeah, RevenueWire.com is an all-in-one platform offering affiliates high-demand software from top-notch PC utility merchants. With 75% commissions, twice-monthly payouts, incredibly accurate analytics tools, RevenueWire is making me more money today than I did in the last few years put together. Even in this economy? Especially in this economy. RevenueWire has a ton of great products to meet the demand. I'm telling you, this network is recession-proof. RevenueWire, the recession-proof network platform. For more information, visit RevenueWire.com today. That's RevenueWire.com. Did you know? 99designs is a leading marketplace for graphic design on the internet. Did you know? 99designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who will compete to do the best work for you. Did you know? 99designs allows you to post projects for logo design, web page design, t-shirt design, and more. Did you know? 99designs projects need an average of over 70 different design options for a price that you set. 99designs. When designers compete, you win. 
Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're back with the Godfathers of Mass Distribution on Inbox, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hey, welcome back to the illustrious studios here in Las Vegas, Nevada, here at XY7.com. I'm behind the controls in the green room right here. Doing a great show here. I think the guys and the topics are really wonderful and appreciate everybody answering the questions as they do here on InboxRadio.com. If you just joined the show, you can go to InboxRadio.com. We've got a chat room that's up there. You can uh, throw a question up there. And uh, our master control operator here in our illustrious XY7 compound, Anthony, will uh, take a look at those questions and forward them on to us. In addition to that, if you're listening to the show um, at webmasterradio.fm, they've got a chat room right there. And Brasco will be fielding those questions and getting them over to us uh, via our super secret, super private uh, IM uh, back room that we're using here to kind of keep in touch with each other all over the world. And, of course, if you did just join us, um, we also have uh, we also have on the on the line with us here is the doctor, Doctor uh, Delivery. He's making a house call from Ad Tech in Tokyo, Japan. We'll have him back on in just a moment. But right now, um, I'd like to um, just take a moment as we kind of continue on with our show here and uh, and bring on a gentleman who basically uh, has quite a history uh, in the arena. Um, he's uh, with an organization called Griffith Park Media. And uh, they provide services including advanced email delivery, database management software. They create content list management. And, of course, they're in the CPM, CPA publishing arena as well. They were founded in 2005. And what they really wanted to do was create email delivery software with the best geographic geodemographic targeting and analysis capable. So at this point, it gives me great pleasure from Griffith Park Media to welcome to our show today, Justin Milgram. Justin, thank you so much. Nice to have you on again. Hi, John. How are you? Oh, I, I tell you, we have so much fun, and, and I'm really so proud of uh, of of all, <laughs> all of, so proud of all of the uh, the instant messages that are coming through, and also the guests and the great information that we have as well going on. So, um, how have things been for you since the last time we spoke with you? Uh, they've been just fine. I'm here in Los Angeles. We're having a, a bit of a of a massive fire. Actually, we our offices look out on the mountain range where the fire is above Los Angeles. So if you've been watching the news, I guess we sort of have a front row seat for it, and hopefully they'll be able to take care of those. But otherwise, assuming that we don't burn to the ground, we're, we're doing just fine here. Great. Uh, well, we're, we're kind of looking out for you as well, too. Let's go ahead and move to a couple of topics here, if, if you wouldn't mind so much, and let's talk about some, uh, some testing points, some A-B testing. Tell, tell us a little bit about uh, what you mean by that and how it can be a powerful objective for our listeners. Yeah, I, I think A-B testing is a concept that most people should be familiar with on a technical level, and I suspect most people are familiar with intuitively. Um, the idea is that you are going to be testing content that you're sending out for, through your list, i.e. different from lines, different subject lines, different text in HTML creatives. Uh, the, the, the goal being to determine what is most effective. Uh, and it's an important topic because uh, for, for affiliates as well as mailers, um, it can be frustrating uh, to be in a situation, and this is quite common, I think, where you have a good relationship with your affiliate manager and they say, hey, you've got to try this creative. It's working really well for some of my other list managers. And you try it and it doesn't do particularly well. Um, conversely, you can have situations where you're doing quite well with an offer and other people aren't having success. And I think a lot of this can be attributed to just some of the natural occurrences that you have when we as publishers are given multiple choices by, by the affiliate. That is to say, they'll give you, you know, a dozen from lines, a dozen subject lines, and then different text and HTML content. So everyone should be pretty solid in their understanding of what is the optimal from line, the optimal subject line, as well as the optimal text and HTML content. This is going to help communication. It's going to help people promote offers more effectively um, and also remove a lot of the frustration uh, in trying to chase down performance and offer that just doesn't uh, seem to be there for you. Um, so I, I'm hoping to just talk a, a little bit about uh, 
this. And, and just to sort of relay some t- statistics, I was just reviewing using our proprietary software uh, some A-B testing that we conduct. And uh, we conducted a, a test where we looked at the uh, delivered to open rates that different from lines generated, as well as the different open to click rates that different HTML content generated. And, and we found that, you know, just the difference in from line generated um, a 28% higher open rate. And then with different content, that is, say, a different HTML creative, uh, a different HTML creative, and again, these are all provided by the affiliate, the, uh, the, the best HTML content had an open-to-click rate that was 83% higher than the worst uh, creative provided by the affiliate. So when you combine these two factors, and again, the statistics here for, for the real statistics buffs, you should take them with a grain of salt, and there's some important caveats, but you're talking about just by, you know, between the best and the worst, you can improve your performance in terms of the clicks you're getting per what you're delivering by 200%. And that's obviously very significant. Okay, and when you, when you talk about this A-B testing, uh, give us, uh, give us uh, maybe a little more insight on where, where would you, where would you, some different ways that you could do this in some, some, some different places in that email where you would suggest uh, some, some, some different deliveries. Yeah, and, and, and that, that's a good question. And I think here uh, the devil's in the details and making sure that you implement this type of testing appropriately. First of all, when you're mailing out uh, different content, particularly text and HTML, um, you're going to want to either track it using your mailing software if it doesn't support tracking the individual content our software supports that, but still, if, if you label stuff properly, you should be able to keep track of that. Um, so, and the same is true to a certain extent with from and subject lines, except those are a lot easier to figure out what's doing well because you, you'll see those more uh, readily when you export data or when you're looking at a screen. Um, so one is being able to actually track your results. Uh, another important thing is that when you deploy your mail, uh, deploying it in a deduped manner. Uh, you're not going to be testing very effectively if you are testing the same, uh, excuse me, a different creative to the same person. So if you send, say, you know, Billy Bob Sue at yahoo.com, the uh, three different HTML creatives, the results from that person are going to be quite misleading. You really want to make sure that different isolated clusters of people are getting different content. So you can make a broad apples-to-apples comparison. Uh, so you're, you'll want to make sure that you're testing to lists of unique people if your software doesn't, to use industry terminology, dedupe data on deployment. Uh, our software will do that a lot well, but if, if the software doesn't do it for you, make sure that you have different dedupe lists that are mutually exclusive. Well, that's great. Again, we want to thank Justin Milgram. Uh, um, for being on the show with us here today. Thank you so much from Griffith Park Media. Justin, I hope you'll come back on the show uh, again and see us. Uh, I look forward to it. Uh, it's a pleasure being here, and uh, it's always great to be on the show. And should I be back again, hopefully we'll have another good conversation like this. And we will. Again, we've been talking with Justin Milgram, and he is, of course, from uh, Griffith Park Media. And uh, just an example of some of the industry experts that we have on the show that we bring into uh, the show. And uh, as we kind of get ready to close down here a little bit, uh, I want to bring the godfather, uh, the quick father, uh, Kevin DiVincenzi, back on. And uh, that was really some pretty, pretty good stuff. That guy's pretty good, don't you think? D- definitely. You know, I, I always uh, say testing is very, very important. We do it in every aspect of our business, whether it's email marketing, social marketing, um, banner placements. It, it just it tells you the real story and how you're able to uh, optimize so that, you know, less is more, which I always say in regards to uh, sending or buying data. Well, I think, uh, and uh, poignant, you know, we talked about the Virtuoso, Virtuamundo uh, situation, the Gordon Virtuamundo situation that's going on, and, and you actually had a little bit of a situation yourself uh, where this, this took place. So you kind of stood up, and we're talking, of course, about, about Dan Balsam. And, uh, you know, I guess as we kind of sent, uh, you know, uh, emails about and stuff like that, I think sometimes can, people can listen to things and, and take things a little bit differently. 
And uh, one of the things that he mentioned uh, that, uh, that he wanted retraction on was something that having to do with disbarment. And I don't think I, I really even heard it to be that way. Well, what's your thought on that, Kevin? Well, John, I mean, I'm looking at the transcript here. It said, uh, quoted from me, we may also try to move um, to get him disbarred. And what I'll say is, obviously, we don't have the power to disbar him, although it's not up to us. If he breaks the law and, and the bar deems, deems that, that that should be the right punishment to disbar him, that's up to them. Obviously, we don't have the power to disbar him. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that, does, that makes, that makes uh, a lot of sense. Um, one of the other things that kind of came up, I think, was a little topical, is, um, is that um, when you got there, there's this, this whole pile of stuff, this whole pile of evidence, if you will, that you guys got blindsided with. And uh, I think right there, there, there was a challenge that we, that we, that we had that. You know, it, it's, I mean, going back to that one, John, it's really simple. We had a limited, limited amount of time to review the evidence. It's our opinion, based on our experience in this space, that at least some of the emails have been altered. Okay? We can't say whether it was true for all of them. The statements merely are impression of the evidence based on the limited time we had to review the documents. So you can look into it any way you want. We're just basing the true facts. I mean, we have no other reason to, to make that claim. Okay. Well, okay. Well, I, mean, I appreciate I mean, that, but go ahead. Additionally, I, I do want to say, okay, we'll, we'll note, I want to note the, the fact Dan Balsam, he's admittedly a public figure in the space. And, and that he threatened to sue us over what primarily matters is a matter of our opinion. And it supports our position that Dan Balsam is an overly litigious nuisance. Okay, for someone who frequently speaks disparagingly about marketers, it is ironic that he's so, so thin-skinned that one of them dares to speak against him that he threatens to sue them. The threat is not about whether we, we defame Dan Balsam in any way, but rather a thinly-veiled attempt to punish us for having the audacity to challenge and beat him in court and then speak about it on the station, so others do the same, which hurts his bottom line. Okay, in life, we're judged by our actions, not our words. And I think Mr. Balsam's actions speak louder and clear about the type of man he is. And I'm sure I'll get an email about this one. Can I say that again, please? I said, I'm sure I'll get another email about this one. But I mean, that's, well, uh, I think you came out with that. Hey, just about 30 seconds left, Doctor. Are you still with us in Tokyo? Yeah, is, is this where I call Dan Balsam a Sally bitch again? Well, um, I suppose. <laughs> at this point that well, that, be, as long uh, as that's your personal opinion adam you can you can absolutely i think then you can say that um you know go, going back to this barment uh, john the last thing i want to say we're not saying he broke the law we're saying it's up to the bar to deem whether he broke the law or not okay so that's really up to them um john i know we have about 30 seconds i wanted to talk about the aol thing i don't know if we're gonna have time um so i guess we'll just move that to next week as well i'll tell you what just touch on it momentarily and we'll make it as one of our All top right. topics on our next show Okay, yeah, because I think we're going to get somebody from AOL on the next show. Really quickly, guys, the information we're getting now on AOL is you have to have a really, really clean list. Anything that a uh, user is not logged in for 90 days, they're not using a quote-unquote hunter account, meaning if you're mailing to a lot of those hunter accounts, accounts that have not been logged in in 90 days, they're not using them to, to uh, lower your reputation rating. So that's adversely affecting whitelist, and that's new information that just happened to uh, most of our AOL mailers over the past week or so. So definitely look at that, prune your list, and only uh, email your active clickers or active openers, and this way you won't be losing your white list. That's going to help a lot of people that have just recently lost it. Great. Thank you so much. I want to thank, of course, uh, the doctor, Dr. Delivery, uh, checking in from AdTech in Tokyo, and, of course, uh, the click father, Kevin DiVincenzi, our guest, Bennett Kelly, and, of course, Justin Milgram. We have a great show planned for you all next week, so we want to show in. Go to inboxradio.com. You'll see what the next show is going to be about. Of course, remember, it's all about you. It's all about the email, and it's all about inbox. Where else would you send it? For all the gang, I'm the big fabu, John Fondy. We'll see you next week. Same time, same Las Vegas bad channel. Take care.